This is the Recession Proof Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm Sam Newell, your host, and it is my goal to educate you on how to make profitable, low-risk real estate investments that will cash flow through any economy. Through these interviews, my hope is that you will learn from the mistakes and also the successes of the top real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the country. The idea for this podcast hatched out of my desire to find out what these industry leaders have learned and implemented since the 2008 recession and also what they're doing to prepare for the next downturn. Tune in and become recession proof. Jeremy, really good to see you again. Thank you so much for jumping on my podcast and uh, we're really excited to kind of change the subject a little bit. This is the recession proof real estate investing podcast. You're in real estate, you do real estate, but really that's not why I had you on. I, I love what you do. You know, I can see your picture in the background, optimal <laughs> self. Jeremy, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, dude, I have been looking forward to this, man. Uh, you know, getting to meet you in at the mastermind in Costa Rica and you know, sitting with you in several little outback you know, waves crashing, getting to know you and, and who yeah. you are and, and what you bring to this world. Uh, man, I'm super pumped that, that, uh, that we can get together this way and, and, and share our lives like this, man. So I appreciate you having me. Well, yeah, no, pleasure's all mine. So just so people understand how we met, I mean, this is a little bit of a change up. Usually I've got these guys that are taking down big deals. All we talk about is real estate, but I really try to bring in self-development. And when I presented in Costa Rica, which is where we met, you know, um, I was asked to talk about real estate, mm -hmm. but I talked about building a team and improving myself to be able to withstand some personal challenges that happened last year and challenges with my team and, and the deals we're doing. And I, I loved listening to what you have to say. I mean, you're such a passionate guy, but let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about where you came from, two-sport professional athlete, First one was baseball, right? Yep. So yeah, that, I mean, really that was my life. You know, my mom will tell you when I, when I came out of the womb, man, I was, I was, you know, my first word was baseball. Like nice. you couldn't get me off the field. I, I loved every ounce of it. Um, but, but the, if I'm, if I'm completely honest with everybody listening is I wasn't the best kid. I wasn't, I wasn't big. I wasn't fast. I wasn't stronger than everybody else. Actually, I was, I was the opposite. I was this little frail. I mean, I grew two and a half inches after high school. Like, so just oh, wow. to kind of give you an idea, I wrestled 98 pounds as a freshman in high school. So 98 oh, pounds, you're not hitting a lot of balls out of the park, right. <laughs> going, going in. Um, but I want to be clear, like with everybody, cause I think it's, I think it's relevant to, to what they're trying to do, whether they're building a, a, a real estate portfolio or a business or, or whatever it is you're in is that, you know, the one thing that was constant about, about what I wanted was didn't matter what, what anybody else thought. I, you know, you, there were a lot of people that didn't believe I would make it. And, and I just wasn't one of them. And it wasn't from failure. I, I, I never made, I didn't make the all-star teams. I barely made my high school team the, as, as a freshman. I didn't play much at all. I got more water than I got at bats, you know, by the time I was a sophomore so far and so on. But I'll go back to kind of give people a little bit more context is that when, uh, when I was 13 years old, um, our team won the championship and my best friend's dad 
was the coach. He was also, I mean, I went on vacations with him. He, he was like a dad to me because because I didn't have uh, my birth father was long gone, drug addict. Uh, oh know, wow! You know wow. he he was long gone, done very very little. You know he just never around. So you know it is what it is. But this guy was he was more of a mentor to me, more like a father figure even right. And so here we mm-hmm. are, we win the championship. And why that's important is this: is that the coach of the team that wins the championship is the coach of the all star team. And oh, I'm thinking, nice. oh man. We just won the championship. I play every game, right? He's like a dad to me. Like I'm for sure. I'm for sure making all-stars this year, man. I was so excited to get to the closing ceremony. I knew it. You know what I mean? I just knew that this was my year, man. Mm -hmm. And my name doesn't get called. Right. And I'm crushed. Come on. You're 13 year old boy. Like we were, you know, whatever. Like I was crushed. I was like, Oh my God. What, you know? And so you have a little pizza party after, right? We won the championship. We got a trophy and we, we, you know, everybody gets together. And in that, in that place, I walked over to him. I saw him when he was by himself and I walked over to him and I tugged on his shirt and, you know, he looked down at me and said, yes, son. And I said, how come, how come you didn't pick me? How come I didn't make all stars? Yeah. And he looked at me dead in the face. Sam, I'm going to tell you right now, I can tell you what I was wearing. I can tell you what he was wearing. I can tell Uh you the smells. I mean, you're talking decades and decades later now, right? Yeah. He looked me dead in the eye and he said, because you weren't good enough. And I know what that sounds like, right? And and be honest, I was crushed. I was like, (gasps) lost my breath. I was like, oh, I kept, I tried to keep it together. And okay. And I looked away and we started, things started going on and I walked away from him. I got to where I was by myself. Right. And I started crying and I ran to the front and I asked the lady if, if I could call, if I could use the phone, I need to call my mom. We'd have cell phones in those days. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so could I call my mom? And she was like, sorry, you know, you can't, I said, please, it's very important. She could see I was crying. She's like, is everything okay? I go, no, I just need to call my mom. She's like, Okay. She hands it over, dials the phone number across because it had a long cord on it. And um, my mom answers and I'm like, mom, can you please come pick me up? And she's like, you know, what's going on? I said, please, please, please. I'm begging you. Just come, just come, just come. She's like, fine. I'm on my way. I didn't even go back in, walked outside, sat on the, sat on the curb, just waited for my mom. Car pulled up, man. I hopped into that thing as fast as I could put my seatbelt on and she, and, and just, waterworks, man. I I mean, at this point now, all of those emotions come out. I can't breathe. My mom is like, what is going on? And I'm like, just go, just go, please just go. And she's just like, um, I am not moving this car (laughs) (laughs) until you tell me what in the hell is going on. What is wrong with you? And, you know, I caught my breath and I told her what happened. And like any mom, I know you're a dad. I'm a dad. Like, She's like, wait, he said what? Right? Oh no. She's, gonna, oh, no. she's going in, right? She's like, no, yeah, yeah. no one's telling my son he's not good enough. Right. And I'm like, mom, please, please. She she literally pulls into a parking spot. And I'm like begging, please, mom, please, please, please. That's what I want people to hear. I don't know that my mom, my mom doesn't even remember the story, by the way. I've told her this, I've told the story to her, and she doesn't even, she's like, I don't remember that. But because oh, wow. it wasn't, it wasn't as paradigm shifting of her life as it was for me, right? Right. And in that moment. In that moment, she, she asked me the greatest question that maybe she's ever asked me in the history of my life. And I was crying and I was telling her, please don't go. And she goes, oh, you don't want me to go in there? You don't want me to go in there? She says, fine. What are you going to do about it? Wow. What are you going to do about it? And think about that for a second. And I'm telling you, I say that thing. To, I say when, when shit happens in my life to this day, 
I take a couple deep breaths and I say, okay, all right, that sucked. What are you going to do about it? You're going to sit here and you're going to cry. You're going to sit here and you're going to whine. You're going to blame everybody else or you're going to do something about it. I still use that to this day. And I want to tell you something in that moment, calm came over my body, all that emotion, all that, you know, hysteria that was happening. It stopped and it slowly started to slow down. And in my head, and I heard her say it again, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, Oh, and I looked at her and I said, can we please go to big five? Those of you guys that are listening from all over the country. It's the massive uh, sporting goods store on the West right. coast. I don't know if they're everywhere. Anyways, like Dick's today would be, you know, what yeah, the yeah. big five was back then. And I said, can we go to big five? And my mom looks at me and she's like, what? Literally. She says, let me just go get some ice cream. Maybe stop in Toys R Us and get a toy or Target. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like you appease each other, right? Like this is what we do to our kids. And right. I said, no, mom, can we, can we go to big five? And she's like, whatever, like, fine. And we literally drive over there, get out of the car. And we go in. I can still see it as it again, clear as day. We walk into the baseball section and all the signs were white that had the, that had the prices on there. There was one sign happens to be yellow. So it's on sale. And I go, mom, can I have that? $19 and 99 cents. And she's like, what is that? And I said, it's a batting tee, mom. Can I have that batting tee? She pulls it down off of there. She hands it to me and she's like, this is what you want. Like, yeah. and I know in her mind, cause now I'm a dad and I know when you give your kids something, you're like, this is going to make you happy. This is yeah. going to like, you're not going to you cry sure? anymore and be all upset. Right. And right. I know that's what she's thinking. So I say, yeah, this is it. We walk over again. She pays for it. $19.99. She's like, hell yeah, 20 bucks. And we're, when we're good, let's go. Right? right. Get home. I rip that thing open. And went out back, found balls around the house, and I started hitting balls off that tee. And I promised myself, I said, I'm going to hit every single day. I'm going to come out here and I'm going to hit 100 balls every single day. I was 13 years old. Okay. Wow. Now, listen, by the time I was 14, I wasn't that much better. Didn't make all starts. By the time I barely made the high school team, like I told you before, like all these little things that, 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 that came about. But every day, man, I found new ways to hit. I was hitting balls away and in rainy days, I would use tennis balls because they'd soak up the water and it wouldn't ruin my baseballs. I'd go out there in the rain and I'd just rip mm. balls. And I love seeing the water fly off it. You know what I mean? Like, and I just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going. By the time I was 18 and I was a senior in high school, I was the MVP of the team. I was an all league player. So I got the, I got the patch for my letterman jacket and I made I made the All-Valley All-Star team, the team that everybody dreams of making in that particular area. Because it's not just your little little league or whatever, pony league, right? It's, right. it's all the schools. It's hundreds of schools that fall into this, this category, right? When they pick two teams and I, and I got picked for that team, You're, they come out and they do a big story on you in the paper, right? Like, but- nice. So what I want people to understand and, and think about this and how do we equate this to what we're talking about today is that if I would have went into that thinking, oh, I'm going to hit hundred balls off this, and then I'm going to be some superstar and I'm going to be okay. Right. I'm going to make all-stars. Mm -hmm. Then I would have been fooling myself. Right. I probably would have quit because it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. And, and again, we, we overestimate what, what we can do in that one session or that one year and we underestimate what we can do in the next five, the next 10. How do we build yeah. something great? So five years later, right? Was it five, five years, years that, later, thousands of balls that I hit, did I make that mm -hmm. first real true all-star team, right? Wow. 
And then I got to go on the only kid out of that school to go to my year to get a scholarship, to go play college baseball and so on and so forth. And years later, seven of those kids, those kids were all my friends, by the way, they weren't not my friends because they made it and I didn't, it wasn't their fault. Right. They were still to this day. Most of them are still my friends. Years later, seven of those dudes, plus the coach bought a ticket to come watch me play professional baseball. And we went to dinner that night. It was all fun. It wasn't like, you know, and, and I told him that story. I said, do you know, you changed my life. And I told him that story. He started, he was upset. He was visibly upset. He was like, what? I am so sorry. I can't believe I said that to you. I said, no, 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 please. You're the only one that would tell me the truth. He didn't say I wasn't good enough ever. Right. He said right here, right now, you're not good enough. Your skill set. You, you haven't put in enough time, energy, and effort. You have, this is what he, you haven't put in that time. And guess what? So check this out. There's 15 kids that make that all-star team. There's 120 kids in that league. There's 10 teams and all you, right? So that right. I'm, it's not like the only, I'm the only kid that didn't make it. Even if I was the 16th best kid out of 120, I still wasn't good enough for that particular team. There are 15 kids better than me. And if I'm honest, they're right. Those kids were better than me. I wanted a gift. I wanted it because he was like a dad to me. Our team won the championship. Right. I didn't fucking earn it. I wanted it given to me. You see the difference? How, where in our lives do we it's do that different. now? Right? We, we expect it because, oh, no, man, I, I hadn't put in the work yet. I hadn't put in those hours. I hadn't hit those balls when nobody was watching. I hadn't gone and run those stairs when nobody, when nobody else was. I didn't st- hadn't stayed after practice. I, you know, I had done the bare minimum and expected this massive all-star great result. Bullshit. Yeah, you hadn't earned it yet. Hadn't earned it. But are we willing to earn it? Right? Well, so you know that's where it all starts, you know? Yeah, that's I, I there's two really good points I wanna. I want our listeners to think about number one, you hadn't earned it. You hadn't put in the time. And so I coach um, people that are wanting to get into do doing what I do. They want to syndicate deals. They want to raise money and buy these big multifamily deals. And they start off really excited. And, and I, I wanted to ask a question, how many boys your age do you think bought a tea and probably, probably very few, but I bet you there was a few that did. They said, I'm going to practice. I'm going to hit those balls every day. And maybe they did for a few days. But you're obviously one of the only ones that stuck with it and actually put in the time. And so, number one, to be great, you've got to start at some point. But you got to stick with it, too. And you have to put in the time. So I coach these students. And one by one, I'll, I'll get them. And for the first few weeks, they're looking at deals. They're putting in the time. They're analyzing deals. And they get mad because after looking at a few three, four, five deals, they haven't found a, a home run. They haven't found a, a good deal. And then I, I laugh at them like you're laughing. And I'm like, dude, to do my first deal, I think I underwrote and, and ran the numbers on like 200 deals. Right. And it was, it was like over six months of pounding and grinding. And I already been doing real estate for, for, ten, for nine years. So it's not a sprint. You've got to consistently hit those balls every single day. It's about consistency and earning what you want, what you eventually want to receive, which is that all-star team or the college baseball scholarship or, or playing in the pros. 
And um, it's just, it's amazing that people won't play the numbers game and they won't stick to it. No, I mean, it's, it's, it, the thing is, 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 is again, you're right. How many of those, how many kids have actually done that? Right. How many kids, none of them. And you want to know the truth is because a lot of those kids were, were gifted at a very young age. They were just bigger. They were just stronger, right? They, they got away with shitty technique at a young age. So when the size and technique actually meet up in those like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year old range, and your Mm -hmm. technique is bad because you didn't have to, because you got away with it for so long, eventually it runs out, right? Eventually it, you you lose out because because I've never put in the time, energy, or effort, right? right? It's all duplicatable. Everything that you're talking about, same thing. I see it again in the real estate world, especially, is people want this like instant success, right? Yep. Is that they they see a guy like you who's done these deals and 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 made this, and yet, and they go, oh yeah, I want that, right? But they what mm-hmm. they did they haven't seen it's the thousands of deals that you've looked at, right? The, the thousands of hours that go into getting that one deal that, that you get to call a home run. How many right. times did I swing and miss? <laughs> How many times did I make an out before right. you catch that one and it's out of the park, right? right. So many, man. Like Again, <laughs> it's, it's, it's countless failure but it's not failure, right? People, people, we use that word way too loosely today. Not a bad thing. No, it's, it's, it's actually the best thing that can possibly happen to you. Yeah. The best thing that ever happened to me was not making that team. The best mm-hmm. thing that's ever happened to me was not, was having to work for every ounce of what I got. Right. Yeah. And if you're willing, like there's nothing. I want people to understand this today though, you know, as you fast forward your life, right. And you say, okay, I was a professional baseball player. Oh shit. Then he went on to play, you know, to the CrossFit games. And then he went to do like ran a business. I mean, last year, our, our office had the best year in the history of their, of, of the office, right. Valencia, California, right. Southern California was in the midst of a pandemic. We did 513 million. We did 918 transactions, right. Huge. Best ever, ever, ever in the history of our company. And I'm proud of those people. I'm proud of what we've done like, like crazy. I'm so, I'm so excited for, for what's happening now. Cause the momentum is just on man. And it's going right. That's awesome. But again, it's the same things. It's like, okay, let's get out the tea. Who's willing to go hit off of that tea. Right. Yeah. Cause everybody wants the gay. Everybody wants the deal. Everybody wants the, every, you know, all the, they want, they want the result. Mm-hmm. But are you really, truly willing to put in the work? And, and I'll say it this way, even for me today, those things were all learned, but that kid, that guy, that baseball player, that whatever, he's, they're not, that guy's not even good enough. He can't even sit in my chair today. He would get his ass kicked. <laughs> like yeah. if I'm not in a constant form of getting better, like that's what I want the listener to understand is that. I might, we might talk about those days or whatever. I don't look at those as the glory days. Those aren't wow. the glory days. Dude, that, that shit's done and gone. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. Right. The glory, the best is still yet to come. My friend, like I'm not even it. scratching the surface of, of what I want to leave the impact that I want to have and leave in this world. Right. 
the charity and the, the things that I want to do is, is, is bring to this world. The platform that we're building with Optimal Self is to, to truly give people that outlet to say, look, stop trying to be what everybody else wants you to be. Because again, mm-hmm. even my own parents, were, you know, as we go on, you know, what's funny is when you're like six, seven, and eight, and you're like, what are you going to do when you grow up? And you're like, I want to be a baseball yeah. player. They're like, oh, okay, they, they think it's great. Yeah. Catch on the ass. Go get them, kid. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're 15, 16, 17, you're like, I'm going to be a baseball player. And they're like, oh. hey, bro, you might, <laughs> you might need a plan B. Keep you got a plan buddy. B? <laughs> like, it's not so cute anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not so cute. But what, 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 what people don't understand is they see this one game because there's plenty of times you went out there went over three struck out twice made an error you're like fuck today that was a shitty day right i can ask you what your batting average was then you turn around you know that year my senior year hit 478 which which was which was the best in in the league that year and you're talking about guys that went on to to have way better even uh major league career professional careers even than i did uh i mean because i'll be i'll be honest like let's be clear baseball was an absolute 100% failure for me because my goal was to be a 20-year major leaguer, go into the Hall of Fame. That's all I did. I never had a job because that's all I did. Well, I didn't even sniff an ounce of that, right? Yes, I got Mm -hmm. to play for the Red. Yes, I got to play for like, but I'm, I'm, it's not even a, it was nothing, zero, like (laughs) as far as that radar goes, I didn't even get close to any of that. Right. So, so based on goal terms, it's a complete failure because you didn't, because you didn't reach it. But here's the truth. What would have been a failure is not making the attempt, oh, not having absolutely. that goal, not putting in those hours, because you know what it taught me? It taught me that I absolutely positively, even when I'm not the best or, or good enough yet right now, that I can get good enough. I can at anything. Yeah. I never ran a real estate company before. Never. I wasn't put on this earth to run a real estate company. I know when I started in real estate, I knew jack shit about real estate. Right? Like I was, I was, I was surprised that I passed the damn test. I was like, what? I looked at that. I was like, holy shit, really? They're gonna let me do this? Okay, cool. Like <laughs> I knew nothing, but I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing it. to learn. And, and if those people listening and, and doing the syndication or, or flipping or whatever it is, building some wealth, building a portfolio within real estate, it's not about the first deal. It's not about the first thing you look at, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's about, am I willing to keep learning as it goes, right? Learning from every deal and every deal you don't do. And every the deals deal you don't do are probably it. even more learning, you know? And, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and somebody like you, right? Picking, you know, making sure that it's the right deal when we have this, this money invested and we have these investors and we have, you know, a board to, 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 to fall, you know, that that we got to report to is that, you know, again, it falls into line with this is you've got to be the best version of you, right? That's what I focus on today. Today. I I know that I don't have all the answers. I don't. And and a lot of times, most of us don't know what the outcome is going to be. Right. Right. It's we, we, we have, we can, we can point in the right direction. We kind of have an idea, but we don't know. But what I do know is if I'm the best version of Eve, I'm, if I'm making decisions that are in alignment with who I want to be, we call it self-synergy. 
and I'll, mm-hmm. and I'll give it self synergy is this. It's when your thoughts, your words, and your actions are in alignment. You see, most people don't do it. They don't get in alignment. And then that's when decision-making becomes hard. You see, yep. we make decision-making hard is because we don't fucking commit to shit. We don't say, nope, this is all I'm going to do. When I was 18, 16, 17, 18 years old, and my buddies were out drinking beer and smoking weed behind the fucking, behind the bleachers, <laughs> right? And staying out all night. Yeah, I didn't do it. The bleachers. <laughs> I didn't do it. Right. I just didn't. And you know what? What's cool about those guys, and they're still my friends today, is that it's not like they were like peer pressure. Come on. Yo, you know what I mean? They knew that yeah. I had already, because I was so committed to who I was and what I wanted that the, that the people around you go, mm, they don't even ask anymore. Right. You know what's, they, fu- you know what's yeah. funny about that is, is I got really annoyed last year. I saw on Facebook, my good fishing buddies were all on this golf trip down in Phoenix mm. and I didn't even get an invite. Right. And I'm telling my, one of my partners, Michael about this. I'm like, man, like what a bunch of, bunch of jerks, man. They're having, a, <laughs> they're hitting like five different courses. They're having a blast. And he's like, well, why didn't they invite you? I'm like, well, they know I wouldn't go because I, I have huge goals, huge goals. Right. And then I wasn't annoyed anymore, but, um, that's the no, truth so though. <laughs> right. <laughs> they know I'm not going to go. They, they know I'm going to work and they don't have huge goals. They want to golf and have, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I just have huge goals, but I want to talk about a little bit the story that I wanted to share, which is ties in so well with your baseball story and then your company, Optimal Self, building yourself. Um, Two stories that personally I'm very proud of. One of them is hitting seven figures in in income. And when I started in real estate, my goal was to get to $100,000 a year in income. And I I grew up poor. I was like, man, that would be amazing. I would be set if someday I could just make $100,000. I hit it my second year in real estate. I was like, damn, this is cool. I was increasing my my income by 50,000 a year, every year. And, but what I did is I got into coaching. I found a coach like you and I started working on myself and I realized I'm not, and, and I've never been the best. I've never been the most talented. I've always known that I had to work harder than the talented guys and be more consistent than them. And I really, that was the first time in my life I started focusing on myself and my personal attributes, my personality, the way I treated others, the way I thought about myself. And in 2013, I made a goal. I said, I want to make a million dollars a year in real estate. A hundred thousand is no longer a lot of money to me. And, and I wrote at the top of this notebook, I went to these trainings four times a year the top of every single page in every notebook for five years, I wrote, make $1 million per year. And I had set a goal to do it in 2018. And in 2018, I made 1.2. And absolutely mind-blowing from a kid that was 24, just wanting to make 100000 a year in real estate. And, and the journey that I went on improving myself and I thought I was improving myself so I could make a bunch of money and be rich. And, and, you know, that was my naive, you know, young thought. You can help a lot more people, the more money you make. And there's been a lot of fun things we've been able to do. And, and, um, but what I really realized this last year, and, and you know, the story a little bit, um, was surprised around Thanksgiving with my wife walking out on me and the kids and throwing her hands up saying she was done being a mom and a wife. And I realized that I didn't, hit those giant goals 
only to become wealthy and, and make a bunch of money. I really needed that last November when shit hit the fan. And, you know, I presented in Costa Rica and I said, I chose the right team. I've become the best person I possibly can. I'm not done by any means, but I can only imagine how crazy life would have been doing these big deals or not improving myself and not taking the time for the last 11 years to focus on being a better person and then have that thing come up in November that was devastating and crazy. And I was just focusing on taking care of my kids and being a good dad. And um, I'm fan- I feel fantastic right now. It- it's weird. Everyone's like, wow, you know, they apologize when they see me. They- and I haven't told very many people at all. Now it's on a podcast, I guess. But um, they apologize and they-, they, oh, that must be so hard. I'm like, yeah, it's hard, but life is so good because I'm so focused on taking this really hard time in my life and learning how to make the next 10, 11 years amazing and fantastic. And that is right now my only goal is learn from it. It sucks. Embrace the suck. Figure out what I did wrong, what I can improve. And just like your mom told you, what are you going to do about it? And I, it's weird. The divorce isn't final. My kids are doing better. I'm doing better. So things are looking up, but I'm not even close to being done with my divorce. And I feel fantastic because I have all these new goals and, and I'm excited to push. And my goal is to get to a billion dollars in real estate holdings and be it. And at that same time, I'm going to be a stay at home dad and take, raise my kids. And, and so I'm putting in the time and I've always been willing to work hard, but I re- I was so excited to, as soon as you spoke in Costa Rica, I was like, I got to have that guy on my podcast. He's going to help so many of my listeners. Personally, you helped me. I love the stuff you say, but um, just talk a little bit more about why it's so important for people if they want to be successful in business, why they have to work on themselves. Mm. Wow. So, well, you're a spitting image. You're, you're, you, I mean, if there's a blueprint, man, like there's so much that you said right there that I think I want, I, I, I want to touch on a little bit and I'll, and I'll answer this question specifically. Um, well, I'll answer the question specifically is your business grows to the extent that you do. It doesn't happen the other way around. People, people think, oh, I'm going to go make a million and then I'm going to work. No, it doesn't happen that way. You right. have to get better. Every Think about it this way. Every next level of your life requires a new you. So mm-hmm. for me, right, leaving baseball and and, and getting into to, to, to real estate and, and all that is like, is it was all new. I was, I was, I was a rookie again. I was brand new again. I had to, I had to figure out what, what is the T for this, for this particular industry? What is, what is that? Gotta put in right? the hours again. I got to find them. I got to figure it out. I got to, I, you know, the, the level of awareness of seeing it, right. Looking at different angles and how can I, how can we be successful? It takes a new level of me, my next goals, just like you did. The next goal is also going to take a new me. It means I have to learn something different. I have to work on me. And the thing that people get caught up in is it's not drastic changes. It's the small, minute thing that you don't think that matters, matters, right? It's what you consume on a regular basis. And when I say consumption, everybody thinks about what you put in your mouth, but that's not what I'm talking. That's part of it. It absolutely is part of it. I'm talking about what you listen to, talking about what you watch, talking about who you're, who you're associating with, what words are they using? 
And the one that most people don't pay attention to is the internal narrative, the words I use. Because there's a lot of people out there, and you know this coaching, that the words that they use to themselves, they would never say to somebody else. Would you say that to your child? You're like, oh, no, no, never, never. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. Why, Why would you say that? Why are you putting yourself? And here's the thing, Sam, is that a lot of internal narrative, a lot of those limiting beliefs, a lot of those things that are holding people back are not really our words. They're things that were said at different points of our lives that we now have adopted as our own. But hear what I just said. We have adopted other people's beliefs, other people's ideals, other people's ideas, and now we're using them as our own. Well, the beauty of that is we can also change that. That is, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear anything today, listen to this. Life is not about finding yourself. It's not. They're bullshitting you. Life is about creating yourself. I love that. Every single day, you get to write a new chapter, a new page in the life of Sam, in the life of Jeremy, in the life of the listener who's, who's hearing this right now. And what most end up doing is we hit a point in our lives where we don't think we can get any better. We don't think we can get smarter. We don't think we can lose the weight. We don't think we can make more money. We don't, we we've hit that. And some are just in a comfort zone and that's, that's not bad, but I want people to understand is that you don't every single day, if we're, if we're writing this beautiful book, is or have the last in, in every day, let's make it easy. <laughs> every year is, is a page. Yeah. And you look back and the last five years are exactly the same, <laughs> right? Not and then you're wondering why things haven't changed. Well, it's because yeah. I haven't changed. I wonder why, you know, you business owners, you real estate people, I wonder why my business hasn't gotten better because you haven't gotten better. You right. haven't. You haven't instituted anything new. You're still going, you know, you're, you're, you're not progressively being able to add new things to your business where people see you as the vehicle to their success. They, Absolutely. When you're going to do this business, you want to raise money to, to, to build other people's portfolios and you want to do the things that, that Sam's doing or anybody is that you, you have, they have to see you as the vehicle to their success. That means I have to be doing things constantly to getting better, to forward thinking, to, to making sure, right? Mm-hmm. How do we go from literally 2020 being the best year in the history of our country and our, of, our, of our company, and our country was under lockdown for how many, right? LA County yeah. is where we're at. It's still bad out here. Like, okay. like, like we just a few weeks ago became capacity just a couple of weeks ago. Wow. But, so imagine if we tried to live the way we lived the year we had to adopt, right? We had, we had, we had to adopt the new way. We had mm-hmm. to adapt to the new rules so that we could flourish. You have to adopt, adapt, and flourish. You can't just sit. If you're sitting still, we are living organisms, just like the plant in your house, just like the trees. Every, it, we humans are a living organism, okay? Mm-hmm. Which means one of two things. 
It's either growing or dying. There is no status quo. There is no status quo, right? You're either growing or dying. Which one is it? What are you putting inside yourself? What are you actually eating? What are you consuming? Is it building you forward or is it, is it stuck to my past? That's the biggest thing that I think people get caught up in. I mean, how many times, you know, again, somebody sees me and they go, oh man, you know, you're in really great shape. Like I used to, that's what I used to look like in high school. You know what I say? I got bullshit. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Cause it's, it's not by accident. You know what I mean? Right. Like you might've been right. a little bit slimmer for sure. Yeah. But yeah. unless you were doing something in, in training and eating and you know, whatever, but the only reason why you don't have that today, whatever it is you want is because you just don't work at it. You don't. Yeah. That's it. It's the only difference. I'm not special. There's nothing special about me. Nothing. There wasn't special in baseball. You know what I learned? I learned how to play baseball great. I did get a little bit faster. I did get a little bit stronger. All those things happened. And, 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 you know, as as I got a little bit older, all so so technique and and size started to catch up. So now my technique actually mattered, right? And I was a little bit stronger. So things got a little better. Same thing today. Right. When I don't know, I just I look for learn. I want to learn. Who is it? How can I do it? Same reason. I, I love that you have coaching clients. That that tells me a lot about those people because they're yeah. willing they're to learn. How many people are like, oh, I want to do it, but they're they're not willing to invest in themselves. Right? right. How many how many of you guys are listening right now that are like, oh, but that's really expensive? What? What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, like, because because there's a difference between cost. And, and invest. And how many of us treat ourselves as a cost? We go, oh, the gym, shit, that's, that's going to cost me X amount. No, no it's, it's not. Gonna make you money. It's, it's an investment in you. <laughs> yeah. you, you. You just, you are making an investment in you. How great is that? Like, find me the things that I can invest in me. Oh man, I'm in all the time. I'm like, how yeah. I, and something that you said that I wanted to, to touch on too is, you know, going through what you went through is one is building what you have built allowed you the space, right? Because if you were paycheck to paycheck and you were struggling and, or, or was it dual income and we were living beyond our means, right? Mm-hmm. And that happens, man, I feel for that guy. And there's people out yeah. there that happens to you. I feel for you, brother. Like I do. You know, you had created some space so that you could allocate time to be okay, to figure it out, to keep working on yourself, to to say, Mm -hmm. okay, what do I need to do? I need to be the greatest dad that can be the the real estate stuff. We're going to get, we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first and foremost, I got to be the best dad that I possibly can be. What is that? So what does that guy do? What time does that guy get up in the morning? How does that guy talk? How does he comb his hair? How does he hygiene? How does he like, we lose sight of these things, right? Imagine if every day you people listening right now, you said, okay, what's, what can I do today? Control the controllables. Okay. What am I in control of? I'm in control of being the best version of myself. Really? That's literally what it's called. The art of becoming the best version of you. That's what optimal self is. And we say, okay, what is the best version of you do? What time does that guy get up? What does that guy eat for breakfast? How does he hydrate? What's the first thing that goes into his system? right? What is it? What, what does he listen to? What does he watch? Because when, and if you start writing that down, I guarantee you, he doesn't lay in bed till noon, 
He doesn't get up and eat a bowl of Captain Crunch while he's watching Netflix. Let me tell you this. I, I woke my kids up at 5.15 today. They're seven and three, and I drug them to the gym. I didn't have a babysitter this morning. Sometimes I do. And they watched their iPads while I played basketball for an hour and a half to get my cardio in. Yeah. So at 5.30, we got there, and 5.30 till 7 a.m., I'm sweating running, I mean, running hard, getting my gym workout and they're sitting there in the, the, the only kids at the gym, you know, no one else brings their kids, but I mean, I'm a single dad. What's, what else am I going to do? Yeah. So this morning started at five 15 with my kids. And, um, I, I love what you're saying because as soon as shit hit the fan in November, I bought books on divorce and how to be a good dad through a divorce. And I, I was telling a girl that I've been going out with, I, I will never like, I'm too nerdy not to give 110% at anything I do. So if there's something that's challenging me, like fly fishing, I became super with my buddy famous on Instagram for fly fishing. We dropped it because it's too time consuming, not part of my big goals, but I became an amazing fly fisherman because I'm so obsessed with learning. I'm an amazing dad. And I can say that confidently because guess what? I bought the books. I read, I took classes. I have a therapist and I specifically talk, analyze how was I this last week at being a dad? Oh, you know what? I lost my temper a little bit, a little bit much. Mm. They weren't listening. The the dudes, they were hellions this week, but I got to be better. And so, you know, I will never be okay with the status quo and I'll never not be trying to grow. And and at basketball, I I mean, I'm 36. I, I didn't play college ball. I wasn't good enough. Um, but I'm still trying to improve my game. You know, it's church fall, man. We play at five 30, a couple times a week. Like we're, we're not that good. I can dunk still thankfully, but that's about it. You know, I can shoot the ball. I'm a way better shooter than I was a, a year two years ago. Cause I made the effort, the conscious effort. And so I love what you said about building yourself. I don't know if you've read the book psycho cybernetics, but not. really quick, I want to tell a story and our listeners should read it. And you know, obviously I want our listeners to reach out to you because um, I think you're a, a fantastic coach and, and it would help a lot of people. But it's a story about a plastic surgeon who became a therapist because what he noticed is if Jeremy, if you were in a, a car accident and you busted your nose and you got this big old scar, um, you know, maybe you don't like the way you look. You go into him and he fixes your nose perfectly. He gets rid of that scar. And what he would notice is half of the people would be very happy with the result. The other half would say, well, no, I just, I still don't like the way I look, even though to anybody else, they, no one could tell that they had broken their nose and had a big old scar in their cheek. No one could tell they were in a car accident. It was the mental picture that they had that they could not get rid of. And so, and so he helped people start changing their internal thought process about themselves. And that's the only way I became a great dad and, 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 a seven-figure producing real estate agent, and now raising $19 million last year. I'm not where I want to be, but I picture myself as highly, highly worthy of what I'm doing and the success mm. I'm receiving. And I've got a mental picture of where I want to be, but I'm not disappointed of, of where I'm at. And so I'm trying to get better. Um, but the the best thing about the last 10, 11 years of my career is the confidence and the growth and the belief in myself that I've created. And um, again, that was why I was so excited to have you on the show. Cause that's what you talk about. That's what you preach. You want Man. people 
to believe in themselves. You said so much, right? First of all, let's go with what you just finished with, which was you, you became confident, but you earned the right. People don't, people think that's the only way to have confidence. There's no other way. There's no other way to get confidence if without earning it. There isn't. It just doesn't happen. You're just, you, you can, you can try to fake it on the outside, but it won't happen. You'll be, you will, you know what I'm saying? You know, on internally, when we talk about confidence, I'm talking about that internal confidence. I'm talking about arrogance. I'm not talking about being an asshole. I'm talking about truly, truly, truly being confident in what I've done. And the reason is, is because I've done, I've put in the work and I'm, and I can, and I know that I'm going to continue to put in the work. That's one thing, but it was something else you said that I think is really important. And I, and I want the listener to get is, is how you are here is how you are everywhere. And here's what I want to tell you. I had this kid that I was coaching, uh, I, and an office in between some of the stuff that I was doing, this guy said, Hey, will you come coach our office? And so I did this quick little three month thing, 90 days with his, with his group and put it all in place. And, and one of these, and actually a couple of them reached out to me after and said, Hey, can I keep, can I keep coaching with you? I said, sure. No problem. This kid, 24 years old, new to the business, right? Just like really good kid, you know, got kicked out of his house when he was, when he was turned 18, been on his own, just, just, just wanting to make it right. You, you, you know, these guys, right. And there's probably yeah. people listening right now that were this kid and about a couple months in, he was, he was doing well. We were, we were building some stuff. We were getting his pipeline built and, you know, getting his, all his marketing and, you know, all the things that it takes to, to really truly start building his own brand, right. The things that we coach mm-hmm. and teach to. And he calls me one day and he says, Hey, um, I'm not sure if you're going to want to coach me anymore. I, you know, I, I might need to, to step away. And I said, are you, are you leaving real estate? And he said, no, he's, I, he said, no, I, I'm, real estate's still what I want to do. And I said, then why wouldn't we keep coaching? And he said, well, you know, like, you know, I have, I've lived on my own and, uh, you know, bills are starting to mount up and I, I need to get a job. I need to, I need to make some money. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. He said, well, yeah. I applied for a job and, and I got a job at Staples. And I said, okay. And he's like, so I get it. You know, I'm not full. I'm not the full time. I got a job. So if you don't want, I said, I doesn't, I don't give a shit about that. I said, I said, if you're staying in real estate and you want to coach with me, we'll do it on one condition and one condition only. And of course he was like, dude, whatever. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, listen to me. I said, I understand your situation and I understand where you're at. And and you stepping into that role and, and going to work and getting making some money to 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 fend for yourself, love it, love it, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah. But here's the deal: whatever you do, whatever Staples ask you to do, you do it to the best that it's ever been done. So if they right. ask you to sweep the floor, you go, you get that mop, and you be the best damn sweeper they have ever seen in their lives. You make sure everything you, you create new ways to sweep that floor, new angles, new things, right? They ask you to stack computers three in the morning. And you're like, wait, I don't want you going. No. Well, what about Joe? Joe split. No, 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 no. They asked you to do it. You, you be the best damn computer stacker they've ever seen. You make new ways to label it and be it that it's more efficient and better. Find ways, do it the best that it can possibly be. And he said, what I said, because how you are here is how you are everywhere. If you go there and you're just trying to get a paycheck, you're just buying your time. You're out back mm-hmm. smoking a joint with, you know, with the other dude that's there just biding his time, hoping to get a paycheck on Friday. Right. How you are here is how you are everywhere. You half-ass it over there. You're going to come back to me in real estate and you're going to half-ass it over here. There is no such thing as a switch. 
We don't right. have a switch. You can't go, oh, I'm going to be half-ass over here. Oh, over here, I'm going to be great. Oh, no, over here, I'm going to be really great. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. If you, you, How you are here is how you are everywhere. The choices that you make, you're going to make, all, That's you, you have the control over that. I said, if you bust your ass there, and, I, and I've done this with people. I've had people come to me that have jobs that are like, mm-hmm. hey, I need to make more money. I'm like, can you make more money in your job? Well, if I get this and I, I go, okay, well, listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. There are so many people that started as the damn janitor, as the front desk person that now own right. the company. You want to know why? Because when they were the front desk person, they were the best damn front desk person in the history of the company. And then they said, well, why don't you be this? Okay. And then they did that and they were the best in the history of the company. And then they said this, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters how you do it. That's where doors open. The doors open when you do what you do, whatever that is right now, do it the best that it's ever been done in the history of the company and watch what happens. Watch what happens to your life because it will roll over, right? It'll roll over into every oh, aspect. Yeah. You, you can't, again, <laughs> that's what you see, man. Like I told you this pre-show, I'm like, bro, what you see is what you get. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have another, I don't have another way. I don't have another gear. This is it. This is just me. Yep. Some will love it. Love some it. will hate it. That's okay. It's okay. But I'll tell you this, if I'm going and I tell you, I'm going to do it, I only got one speed, man. I only got I one love speed. That. And I can't do it. <laughs> do you remember us in Costa Rica and the dudes were going to, I don't remember if you went to play uh, golf or not, but they were going to, some of the guys got together and went to play golf. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you should come with us, man. It's great. You know, and I was like, I know myself. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? We're on vacation. Yeah. We're out with the, you know, like it's a bunch of dudes that I just met most of you. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, and I know myself, I'm like, I'm going to go to, to freaking win. Like I, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, ah, no, you know what? <laughs> I, I think we I'm had here. a lot of fun at the pool that day. Yeah. We went to the pool. I'm like, I'm going to go hang out at the pool and just chill for yeah, a yeah. little bit. I'm going to give a little chill side, take, take a little advantage of this, of this great workspace that we're using to also have a little vacation too. But I hope yeah. people understand that. Like, I, I, I want to make sure the listener gets benefit from what you and our, our conversation. And I, I want to make sure that they know that, you know, when we talk about like anything is possible, it is, it, it is. It really is. But it's, it's, it's over time. It's consistency to the actions. It's understanding that, you know, you are worthy. You've said this a couple of times today. You are worthy and capable. It's just a matter of just putting in that work. Don't, that, that voice in your head, we all have it. Sam has doubt. I have doubt. Yep. There are days where I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, but then I just yep. go back to the fact is like, all right, just put in the work, man. Are you don't willing quit. to put in the work? And if I'm willing to put in the work, then I'm like, okay, I'll let the results speak for themselves. There's nothing greater, right? The only way I sleep at night is I know that today, that day, I gave it everything. And if I do, man, I am out like a light. You know it. what I mean? But when I, if, if I go through a day and I half-ass it, I will think back to that moment and be like, okay, how, what, damn it. I should have done this or I should have done that. Or I should have said this, or did I put in enough time? You know what I mean? Like you start to question some things yeah. and, and that's, that's, that, that's cause we're human. But if we can have more of those days where we, where, you know, again, it's not a switch, just be, be who you need to be. Be in self-synergy. Thoughts, words, and actions are in alignment. Make sure. And if it's not, if it goes off this way, nope, that's why. 
that that decision is easy to make, right? Your decision to not to the times that you said no to the guys going golfing and on this trip, because I have this, right. Is it, 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 I think it was Steve jobs uh, who said he's more, I mean, you're talking about a guy that changed the world, like the way that we live today, your phone, like literally changed the world. And, and he said, I'm way more proud of the things that we said no to than what Mm -hmm. we've actually created. That's yeah. an amazing thought, man, because that is a true story of, of, of successful people is you got to say no to a lot of good shit to have great. Yeah. You got to be it. willing to say no to good so that you can have great and you all deserve it for sure. I love it, man. My, a lot of great info there. A lot of great content. Thank you so much. We're, we're out of time, but yeah. I think we ought to have you on again because that was fantastic. <laughs> And, um, one thing I just wanted to say is, is it's been, it was really, I mean, we only got to know each other for three, four days, but really great to get to know you. And I can tell you're an authentic, true person. And I can vouch for, I can tell that you do everything 110%. You have one speed. And I love that because I have one speed as well. It's a thousand miles an hour. That's my one speed. I know I raced ATVs um, with you through Costa Rica. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. That was fun. Um, but what I do want to say is, is I'm going to have your email, your phone number, your website on the show notes. I really want people to reach out to you, especially if they're trying to make it in real estate or any other industry. I think you'd be a fantastic coach for them. That's why I had you on here. Um, would love for them to reach out to you. So just, I, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but how do people get a hold of you? What's the best way to, to get yeah, a hold of you? It's just like you said, man, it's optimalself.today. Um, everything's there. You can reach me uh, again. DM me on, on any, you know, on any of the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, we're, we're, we're everywhere. And again, the, this platform is built to, to help people become the best version of themselves. And, you know, yeah, real estate is, is our forte, but you know, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter where you're at. You know, we, we, we'd be, we'll be love to have you part of the platform, part of, you know, the, the ecosystem. And because we learn from each other, man, you know what I'm saying? Like this isn't, I want people to know this isn't, this isn't my version of what the best version is. It's your version. Like I have my own and we, we want everybody to have their own. You're, you're all unique. Everybody has their own fingerprint, right? right? Internally, we all have our own, we have our own song, man. And if you and I talking to people, if you and I can get together and we can, and we can have these conversations, what my goal always is that every single person that hears this gets to sing that song. Don't go to that grave with that song inside of you, man. We need to hear it. Let's bring it to the world, man. So thank you, Sam. I love it. I love it. We're going to have all the links in the show notes. Um, I also want to push your podcast. You've got a podcast. Um, I've been listening to it. A lot of great content. I left your review by the way. Thank you. Um, and I think it's fantastic. So I'll be pushing that for you as well. Um, Jeremy, thanks for being on. I'm really excited to have this show air here in the next week or so. Um, cool. Yeah, just appreciate, appreciate you taking the time. Man, love it, buddy. Look forward to many, many more with you. 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 Forward to many, many more with you.